Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
Okay. Number five would be Sunnyvale, California. Now, we haven't been there, babe. I'm not sure about Sunnyvale. have to mm-hmm. check that out. How about Cary, that's C-A-R-Y, North Carolina. Okay. That Now, is Cary, do you think, is that near Charlotte? I, I'm not really sure. I have to check that out. But I know that when we went to Charlotte, it was really a nice place, so I'm sure that Cary is probably a really nice and, and beautiful place at the same time. Okay, and then we got number seven is Orem, Utah. Now that one, uh, I'm interested in seeing on the map where Orem, Utah is. We're going to have to check that out. Clarkstown, New York comes in at number eight. Okay, Mission Viejo, California is number nine. And rounding out the top ten would be Lake Forest, California. And, babe, that is a, a good mix, as we were talking about earlier. you got a, five Californias. you got a couple on the East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and you, you hit North Carolina, and you got one in Utah there. But uh, a nice okay, mix. Okay, but guess what, though, honey? I, I beg to differ that all of them are in California and that area. They, they're just trying to be, like, picky, huh? Because, I mean, <laughs> we you know, didn't there, make it. There, there's got to be some <laughs> other places on there. But, you know, you guys, these are the safest. Now, they're talking about they've combined a lot of different Different things in here. They've combined crime. They've combined um, burglary. Well, crime, I guess, burglaries and robberies and stuff would be under that um, umbrella anyway. But they're saying that those are the ten most safest places, and we'll run through them really fast one more time for you: Amherst, New York; Brick Township, New Jersey; Newton, Massachusetts; Thousand Oaks, California; Sunnyvale, California; Cary, North Carolina; Orem, Utah; Clarkstown, New York; Mission Viejo; and Lake Forest, California. And those are your top ten safest places, safest bets. Go online. You can go to Google. You can go to any of those different areas on the web, and you can research each of them. And um, I will post them on our MySpace for about three days um, so you guys can go on there and catch it too. Or on our website so you know what those are. MySpace is myspace.com forward slash Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, and Doug, so it's A-N-D-D-O-U-G, Infinite Love, I-N-F-I-N-I-T-E-L-O-V-E. So Jackie and Doug, Infinite Love is back behind that forward slash. Now, babe, I got another top ten for you. Mm-hmm. Now, now this top ten is for the safest places when you are talking about weather conditions. Because you look in the Midwest, you got tornadoes. You go down to Louisiana, we're seeing hurricanes and all these different things. So when you're talking about weather, we got top ten weather for you also. So you might want to check this one out. Okay, here are the top ten safest places when it comes to weather conditions. And topping the list, baby, is, drum roll, Uh (laughs) Honolulu, Hawaii. No, it is Honolulu, (laughs) Hawaii. And this, you know, Honolulu lives up to its reputation as a paradise. It is not only blessed with year-around beautiful weather and long stretches of white sandy beaches, Hawaii is also not prone to tornadoes, wind, hail, or extreme weather, with the, maybe the exception of a tsunami someday. But uh, you want to move there, babe? Uh, kind of. Kind of? I, I kind of do, but, you know, talking about that is so much water around Hawaii, and I'm just, them tsunamis scare me, yeah. and, you know, they've had certain things like that before. They know they've had the volcanoes erupt. Yeah. Where do you run when all around you is water? That scares me. You got those sharks out there, so be careful. But okay, here we go. Number one <laughs> safest places as far as weather condition is Honolulu, Hawaii, coming in number two. Keeping it on the west coast, we're going to Boise City, Idaho. Number three, Santa Fe, New Mexico. We're bringing it home to Washington State with number four, and that is Yakima, Washington. Staying in Washington with number five, Spokane, Washington. Oh, man, we're keeping it in Washington, baby. Number six, better known as the Tri-Cities, that's Richland, Mm -hmm. Kennewick, and Pasco, Washington. Number seven is Medford, Ashland, Oregon. We're familiar with that when we drove to Sacramento, babe. Number eight, Corvallis, Oregon. Number nine, Salem, Oregon. And rounding out the top ten, Las Cruces, New Mexico. We got a lot of West Coast there, baby. I I think that that uh, that says something for the fact that uh, Washington. Let's see, uh, one, two. We got three Washingtons, couple Oregon's. We're doing some things on the West definitely. Coast. Definitely, most definitely. And you know what, honey? In, inside of our chat room, you guys, 
we are getting some questions. And someone asked, where is the place with the, the safest place with the sizable black population, African American population? And I would have to say Atlanta. In the research that I was doing, that we were doing, it was saying that Atlanta gets a bad rap, but they are actually one of there is some cities inside of Georgia mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that um, is safer. And Atlanta itself is really, really it's great with. Econ economically, it's a place to go. Mm -hmm. It's safe. It has a real high African-American population. There's a lot of jobs there. Mm -hmm. The cost of living is pretty low. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of, you know, reasons. And that didn't make our list, unfortunately. They didn't say that that's what it was. But in research, and if you go online and just pull up Atlanta, Georgia, then you can find out a lot of, a lot of stuff on it. But you can go to any of their city halls, too, in these towns, and they have a lot of information on statistics as well. But always check the crime rate and the weather and natural disaster rates in the city that you're thinking about going. No no question about it, baby. And I'd also say culturally Atlanta has a lot to offer, too. So in that whole area and in some of the North Carolina places, you know, we've got a large uh, African-American population and uh, beautiful, beautiful land at the same time, baby. Oh, most definitely. And, again, you guys can join us anytime by calling 347-215-8305, and you can come on live. I see the phone lines are lit up, and I have unblocked everyone so that you can join in if you want in the conversation. Just feel free whenever you're ready. And we are a little bit bombed that Seattle did not make the list, but, oh, well, <laughs> it's a good place for us to call home, none the same. Um, as far as crime, it has went up a little in crime in the um, last few years from when we were younger growing up, but, you know, we, we pray that it, it all gets worked out. A disclaimer is all cities have good and bad. Again, that's all cities have good and bad, and we're not being biased. We're just, we researched it, and we've given you what the stats say, and we are just sharing the facts that we researched and make no claims that we're experts in this field, so please just do your research for more information and safety and choosing the next place that you yourselves will call home. And, um, honey, I have a question to ask you. You lived in New York, White Plains, for mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion of be living in New York City itself? Did it feel like it was dangerous, as everyone says, or no? No, I didn't, I didn't get that in New York. I got that New York is really, really... It's alive. It's energized. You get. You gotta have. You, it's a lot going on. It's fast moving. But uh, New York is for movers and shakers and people who really want to keep it moving. But I didn't get that. You know, you're walking down the street and everybody's looking at you like you know. All of a sudden they're gonna rob you or something. I really enjoyed New York. I thought it was a nice place. And then. Obviously, being able to drive from New York City out to White Plains, which was about 20 or 30 minutes, depending on the traffic, sometimes longer, uh, it was a lot like Seattle, lots of trees. You remember, babe. I mean, we mm -hmm. had a dog. We could walk the dog and go to the grocery store and do all that stuff. And then also Stanford, Connecticut, which was just right up there past Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, was just a, a beautiful place. Same, you know, you got trees and forests and all that stuff, and all the, you know, property had a little bit of land. But, uh, you know, crime obviously in New York is probably a little bit higher, but it depends on where you're at. But the city, I would say, itself was something that's not, probably not for everybody, but the city of New York, I really, really enjoyed it and, and love visiting there. It's, it's, it's an awesome well, place. You know, Virgie in, in our chat room just said that in 79, she happened to go there and it was she was she happened to be in uh, D.C. Excuse me, and was scared to go to New York. You know what I mean? And really? that's un totally understandable because I used to hear so much about New York City. You know, and then they did that Escape from New York movie. That didn't help. You yeah. know, because everyone's like, Oh my God, all the buildings and there's no houses and no. you know it's dangerous and Oh yeah. my God. And I still know people to this day that don't want to go. Like my mom, for example. I and mean, she's like, I'll go anywhere else, but I don't want to go to New York. And I. I really wish that all of our cities and towns and, and all that and states could be safe and, and just a place where all of us as humans, that's a privilege for one, being American, and for two, you know, living and being human, you should be able to go and travel and see and experience all these places. And it's unfortunate that there is that going on, but it is everywhere, so we don't want to claim that it doesn't happen it can happen in any city correct that's what i was just going to say you yeah. hit it on the head is any any place any city has the propensity to
to be violent or crimes or any of that stuff. So you always just have to watch where you're going. Obviously, hopefully you can go with a friend or somebody so that there's always somebody watching your back. But you have to just, you know, be careful when you go to these places and visit. And then you'll probably get that best experience that you're looking for because some people will say, oh, man, I really didn't like it. And then other people will say, oh, man, it was the best experience of my life. So, you know, whether it's sightseeing, whether it's going shopping, going out to eat, whatever it is, just make sure that you're trying to be as safe as you possibly can. Oh, most definitely. And you know what? One of the the next segment that we're going to do, probably not the next show, but coming up pretty soon, we'll, we'll do another show. We got a lot of great feedback from people saying, wow, I didn't know Los Angeles had that, or I didn't know this restaurant was there, and I didn't know blah, blah, blah. So we will definitely recap the goods and some of the not-so-goods in each city. Break it down that way because, like, there's certain parts of L.A. when we go there and we do a lot of work in Los Angeles that we just tend to stir away from mm-hmm. because of safety issues and just a lot of different things. You just have to be aware and be, especially nowadays with the economy going where it's going, and then all you see on the news is, oh, my God, everybody, you know, they're taking their money and putting it in safes inside of their homes. Well, that's pretty dangerous to put on the news because now you're going to have a lot more robberies and burglaries yes. probably because people are saying, well, I don't have to go to a commercial institution no more. I can go to someone's house. And it's, it's very unfortunate. We're not trying to scare people. But in this conversation, it's something that's definitely happening out there and that needs to be brought to the forefront that when you're picking up your family or yourself or you and your mate to move somewhere, you have to consider that, especially nowadays, even if it's a – golden apple over there and you say oh i found the perfect house in this city and i can get it for this rate and it's you know i can afford it and i'll have lots of money to do extra things well if it's not safe all things are not good things that aren't going to keep you safe so you have to look at that too yeah, especially, babe, if you, if you have a family, you always have to think about your family first and foremost and try to make sure. Also, something that we didn't say also is schools. You have to look into yes. the school system and, and that sort of thing at the same time. So you want to make sure that your family is safe. Obviously, if it's just you, you still want to be safe because you're going there by yourself and you're putting yourself, you know, in a bad way sometimes that way. So you really, really got to do your homework when you're talking about uprooting and moving because some people – want to just say, oh, I'm ready to get away, but, hey, you got a whole bunch of family in this one place, and, you know, there's a lot to said with being said to having family around and being able to, you know, everybody work together kind of at the same time. You know what I mean, babe? That's right. I, I totally agree. And, you know, it's funny because Seattle, back when, you know, when we were kids, you could go, we'd be out till 9, 10 o'clock at night, just, you know, running around the neighborhood having fun, you know, eating yeah. ice cream. The ice cream truck was always going. Nowadays, you don't hear the ice cream oh, truck anymore. Man. Six o'clock roll around. <laughs> Everyone's in the house, seven o'clock. And it's not that you feel that danger, but you just, you're hyper aware. You know that things are happening and going on. And I think that, you know, hopefully while they're cleaning up the economy and they're trying to get everything back on track at the same time, they try to get that part of it taken care of as well. Every city takes responsibility. I personally feel, and this is me, you guys, and I don't get political, but this is something I feel strongly about. If everyone takes responsibility to try and clean up their city and help find out what is the reason. That's what, right. Thank you very much. Having crime, then then I think we would be we'll be on the track to to getting a better place where everybody can go around. Our kids are coming up. Yeah. So by the time they're 17, 18, 19, they're going to want to go and visit Texas, L.A., Atlanta, New York. And it's going to be really unfortunate if it's gotten out of hand, and they're estimating crime to drop, to go up Man. 20 to 30 percent in the next 10 years. That's ridiculous. We have got to stop it. Yeah, and that's you're right, baby. The only way that we're going to stop it is that we're going to have to help each other do it. It's not going to be something that obviously that we depend. Granted, the police, that's fantastic, but you can't depend on them from your neighborhood watches and your different things and it used to be where you would be out in the neighborhood and you would do something bad and somebody would tell your mom and when you got home you still got a whooping and now that might not go as as much babe that's right you would put on restrictions something something was done about it and even if you were mad at your parents friends or your kids friends dad because he told it still you know it, it made you be held accountable so hopefully i mean if we start here in Seattle, and that's one thing that, you know, we're always trying to find ways, everybody out there, all our listeners, that me and Doug can make a difference in our kids and, you know, all of us can, can try to, to, you know, bring awareness to whatever is going on. Let's all just start in. You know, this is like 
inspiring me next week to write the city councilman and just let them know that all this other stuff's going on and we're all fighting and talking about money and interest rates and mortgages, which is all extremely important, but let's also talk about crime and the fact that it's getting unsafe, you know, everywhere. It's starting to get worse and worse. So let's try to do it all at one swoop and not forget about the important things. No question. And I want to see Seattle in this top ten at the same time. <laughs> There's no Washington in the top ten of safest places. That's going, man, we've got to get up. And I know we've got callers on the line. Please jump right in. We'd love to get your thoughts on how you feel about it as well. Babe, we have. Mm-hmm. And now we have hot topics and top news and leading it off, babe, who do we have? We have Governor Palin. Now, everyone knows who this person is. Governor Sarah Palin out of Alaska. is She's the um, vice presidential candidate. Is found to have abused her power as governor of Alaska by forcing an employee to fire her ex-brother-in-law. And they say hmm. that it was to settle a family dispute. Now, I personally, my opinion, it sounds like that might have been the issue because I guess he was married to her sister and they had some issues and then he was working still for the city and she wanted another employee that was over him to fire him and he refused, so she fired him. And it's it's unfortunate that that is the case and I do feel that's an abuse of power, but at the same time, I guess the story's still unfolding and they said it wasn't a law broken, but that was unlawful. So it means the same thing. They're just making it sound a lot better, and hopefully she will take responsibility and they can find a way to work this out. I guess he, um, the man that got fired, now doesn't have a job, and, you know, he's, like, really struggling. So it'll probably end up being some type of a lawsuit or something involved, but hopefully they can work all that out. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. bad. Shoot, shoot right there. I, I'm not digging that, but, you know, they they will get to the bottom of it nonetheless. That's right. That's right. Number two, we have Tim Montgomery gets five-year prison sentence. Uh, the former Olympic track star Tim Montgomery, once dubbed the fastest man in the world, was sentenced Friday to five years in prison for dealing heroin to an informant. He said, and I quote, I was blind. I never had a job in my life. That is what Montgomery told U.S. District Judge. I did the wrong thing. Montgomery, 33, will serve the five-year sentence after he completes a 46-month prison term for an unrelated convention in New York. So, uh... Hopefully he gets everything together because if you're able to to master something the way that he mastered running, uh, there's a lot there that he can you know give to the youth, no question. Oh, most definitely. First he has to rehabilitate himself and then get himself together and then go and explain to children why they don't want to make those kind of decisions. Mm-hmm. And then we move right along, you guys, and we're got. We have Demi Moore. Everybody remembers Demi Moore and Bruce Willis, and she's a fabulous actress. Well, she's making her directorial debut, and who she's gonna di- who she's gonna direct is her daughter. And it says that you know, she, rumor is her daughter, and she said watching her become a consummate professional like her mother is inspiring and exciting all in the same. So she's gonna be directing her in a short film, and I can't wait to see it. I think any time. You're encouraging your kids to, even if it's doing what you do or what they love doing, and I'm sure she's in a, you know, acting family. I'm sure she's just going to grow up and want to do that. And that's so wonderful that her mom would cast her or be able to direct her and bring out the best in her, and hopefully she'll have a long career like her parents does. No question. That's going to be interesting to watch how that unfolds. Hopefully it goes well (laughs) for rumor, Willis. That's right. And we also have O.J. Simpson. Everyone saw over the weekend what happened with the O.J. Simpson trial. He was convicted uh, guilty. O.J. is fighting for a new trial, though. He said that he feels he was not given a fair trial in the state of Nevada and is currently in the appeals process. So hopefully uh, the the appeals process goes through and you, you just want to just trial however the situation unfolded whether wrong or right i most definitely have to agree and that that man has been through a lot yes he has he really has and you know not i wish him the best that's right that's right i i do too and you know not being there you guys i felt really bad and they said that the jurors did come out and say oh we were aware of his conviction prior but we didn't take that into account Mm -hmm. i simply feel they did yeah, no question, baby. You can't. That big trial that went on and how the hoopla and a lot of people wanted him to get convicted, you can't say that that doesn't bias your opinion. That's no right. question about it. That's right. That's right. Hopefully he'll get it together, you guys. But 
The next one we have is Warren Buffett. Everybody knows who he is. He's now the richest man in the world again. He gets past Bill Gates on the Forbes list uh, because he was able to get $8 billion more billion to put in his bank account. Yeah. And we find that so <laughs> – it's hilarious because if we could take – he is worth 55 or 57 billion, I assume, right? Or 58 billion. 58. I'm sorry, guys. He's worth 58 billion dollars. If we could take that and give every person just a little bit of that, I think that a lot of people would catch up on their mortgages and so on and so forth. But it's his money, and we're happy for him. And you know, I didn't think anybody could surpass Bill Gates, but he did. And you know, it's just two rich men having fun. Well, you know, his his Bill Gates stock went down so much, so that drops him down. When it goes back up, he'll go back up. And then uh, Warren Buffett invested in Goldman Sachs. Their stock went up, so his money went up. So now they're just kind of ebb and flow as the richest people in the world. It's something else. <laughs> well, that's always exciting, you guys, to hear that someone's made it, and, and we pray that everybody is in a position to be able to take care of themselves and their families and just do good and and just enjoy this world that we've been so blessed with. And then we will move right along into a segment that we really both really enjoy and love. That is our love and romance. And today we got some questions that we'll be talking about. We're going to tackle some really difficult questions that we've gotten from our listeners. And I'll let you start, honey. Number one, babe, is for you, actually. And it says, Jackie, how do you ignore the woman that throws herself at Doug? I find this hard to do. I play football at school, and they are like leeches, and my girlfriend cries all the time. What is up with the way women do this? Um, I think they're asking, um, honey, and tell me if I'm wrong, that when women throw themselves at athletes and different people, and if they do that with you, how do I deal with it? And I would just more than – first I want to say that I don't experience that um, nowhere near is what (laughs) – the, the world thinks or people people um, say and put out there. And I don't think women do that. I think that by nature, you know, we're caregivers, we're loving individuals, we, we raise our children, you know, we have sons and daughters, and we're loving like that. And sometimes they're, you know, just like with um, entertainers, people feel excited to be around celebrities and entertainers, and they want autographs, and they just want to get close. They want to feel some of that success. So I don't really have to deal with that as much as people think. But if I was to have to deal with that, that is something I would leave up to my husband to deal with. And I would just, more than likely, I find it um, intriguing. Now, I will be honest, if there is someone that's just being blatantly mean and cruel or it's offensive or scary to my children and myself, then I may think, oh, okay, now we need to calm this situation down. But for the most part, I, I think um, I've been blessed with not having that issue and problem. And I think that talking it through or, or asking the person, could you please just give me a little space or whatever, would help. And just tell your girlfriend that your love is with her and reassure her. Because when women have to, me being married to an athlete, celebrity, um, you know, basketball star, whatever you want to call it, um, I've experienced for a long time, you know, 15 years now, being with someone and people will run you over to get to them and I, I eventually, you know, halfway through seeing that that's just their excitement. It's nothing against you personally and you just have to just say, you know, wow, I'm glad that they feel this way towards my mate and just, you know, take it all in stride. That's that's the way I would answer that. No question. Wow. I mean, if, if it's a fan, baby, I, I agree with you to- mm-hmm. totally. If, you know, as a, as a male or as the person who is you know, uh, the apple of that person's eye, if you want to say, of the fan, you have to handle that situation. Obviously, you want to give them an autograph and all that type of stuff, but if they are disrespecting your mate, you can't have that. And there has to be a way that you say, look, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, you know, I'm glad you're a fan. Here's an autograph for you, but this is my woman, and this is the person that I love. Definitely, and I hope that your girlfriend, if you're listening out there, she feels a lot better and stronger. She's welcome to email me, go on my MySpace, whatever she wants to do, and um, talk to us. I love talking to people. I'm always talking to women, men, just whoever it is that's emailing us and asking us questions like that, so we don't have a problem. Um, We don't go on there every day, but we go on there regularly, and we will get your questions and answer them privately for you, so just feel free. you got you got a listening ear and a friend in us anytime. We just want to see everybody make it in these relationships. You know, it, while we're talking about it really quickly, marriage is an important union, and it's something that I think yes. society has made out to be something not mm-hmm. worthwhile or, you know, 
um, bad or not cool, and it's none of those things. It's a beautiful, wonderful, strong union that you have to have a, be a part of and have to have a part of in your lifetime. Experience it at least once and be committed, be happy with it, love it, cherish it, because it's very hard to come by, especially nowadays. It's hard for people to stay focused, first of all, and second of all, to really remain true and faithful. So when you find that, definitely nurture it. And don't let your woman feel uncomfortable or your man feel bad because that's not right and it shouldn't, it shouldn't even be allowed. So we'll move right on to number two. And this one, honey, it says, Doug, how should I handle it if my fiancé wants to remain close with her ex and I know he still has feelings for her, for they were together for five years? And this is Jim in Los Angeles. Ooh, Jim, I, I would, personally, I would say that that's no good that they're doing right. that unless, I would say, unless they have children or they have to work together. Obviously, those are two things that you're going to have to deal with. But if it's just the two of you and they still want to be buddies and close, uh, I, I don't look at that as a good thing, only because I say this. I think that you need to build a foundation for your relationship, and the foundation for your relationship needs to be something that doesn't have any other outsiders involved in it. But this is something that, at the same time, you cannot force her to do. So I would say sit and talk, communicate, let her know where you're coming from, and the fact that you love her, and that is something that you want to condone or that you want to go through. And hopefully the two of you can talk it out and understand, and uh, it'll work out for you, Jim. Thank you. Oh, most definitely. I have to I have to mirror that. And everybody, I see the lines is lit. You can jump right in. Don't worry about talking over us. Just cut us off and just jump in and say, I got something to say, and just say it. I just want to say you all are such a beautiful couple. This Virgie uh, speaking with you all, and I appreciate you. I started with you all very first, got your show on, and I just appreciate the love you have for each other, the respect, and this is just a beautiful thing. Thank you so much. Thank I love the both of you. God bless you, too. <laughs> Thank you so much. We we so appreciate it, and we look so forward to sharing our, our time with you guys and all of us getting together on Saturdays. It always makes me smile and brings tears to my eyes because it's, it's just a joy, and uh, we appreciate mm. that so much. Um, no, that is, that is a beautiful thing. That's what makes it all worthwhile is that you can reach out and, and touch somebody and let them know, you know, what you're feeling and, and what you're going through. And they can respect that because we respect other people's feelings at the same time. Thank you very much. Thank you. And then we'll move yeah. to number three. And this one's um, I'm a 33-year-old male, and I have been dating my girl for three years. I really love her and feel she's the one. But recently she introduced me to her best friend that was visiting from college, and we had crazy chemistry. Uh-oh. <laughs> she would stare into my eyes as though looking at my soul, and I feel really bad about how I responded. I would not look away as I should have. Is this considered infidelity? This is from Unanimous or Unanimous or whatever you want to call it in New York. This is from Bad Boy. Bad <laughs> Boy. So, yes, I would say my opinion, and then I definitely want you to weigh in, honey. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's um, it is kind of considered that because how would you feel, just put yourself in her shoes, mm-hmm. if the shoe was on the other, or you was in her shoes and it was a male, and he was doing that and you happened to be around. So I would say it kind of is, but it's kind of like, I don't know your situation, so it's really hard to say. If you guys have a committed relationship, don't do it. Stay away from it. It's not right. If you are in some other type of relationship where you consider yourself friends and you kind of go out and you kind of don't go out, then you have to sit down with your mate and find out if she's okay with that and is that something she's willing to accept. Personally, no, but she may be, so I don't know, and I would say that it's definitely wrong. Yeah, I would say yes, too. And if you're, if you're trying to have feelings, you know, you got to keep your hands and your eyes to yourself. Obviously, right. there's eye contact when you meet someone. Hello, how are you doing? Okay. But there's a way to say hello, and then there's a way to say hello. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's just going to say that that I understand where you're coming from, and definitely, you know, talk to your mate. You, you were, you know, very strong in, in asking us this question. And it, you should be as strong and sit her down and just say, I, you know, I love you very much. You said you feel that she's the one and so on, and you make sure you explain that to her, you know, if you can, sit across the room and <laughs> make sure there's nothing. No, heavy no, we're, we're just joking. 
But, yes, definitely, you know, talk to her and tell her what happened and just, you know, get her feelings and thoughts on it and just make sure it never happens again. And we're, we're keeping that lighthearted because this is a question that a lot of people have. I get these yeah. emails constantly from people saying these types of things, and I just, I just want them to know that have a sense of humor about it, but at the same time don't cross the line because once you do, there's no way to go back. That's right, babe. And number four and last comes from Bethany from Miami, and this is for you, babe. It says, Jackie, would you still have married Doug if he had children by someone before you guys met as my boyfriend does? And I can't get past that I feel he will always be connected to his kid's mother. Please help. Interesting question. Um, I, wow. I would say, Bethany, it is a personal choice and decision. Um, personally, and I'll share it here with all, you guys all on the radio show, we have a child that my husband was so kind to, say, to help me to raise prior, so I'm definitely going to be biased in that way, and I feel like it's a personal situation, and, you know, sometimes relationships don't work, and when they don't work and you move on, then that's where you're going, and the kids shouldn't have to suffer. If you care about your mate and they, he cares about you, then you guys should be able to work past it. But if you feel that the other lady, the kid's mother, is involved, it might be good to have a conference where all three of you sit down together and, and see what's her role going to be, what's his role going to be, how they're going to work it out. And if you just really can't feel comfortable and you don't trust the situation, it's best to just be friends with him. That way you don't have those issues because it, it's, the kids are going to suffer if you do have those type of feelings. Yeah, I agree, baby. I, I say that everyone has a past, and, and you have to love your mate through that past. And obviously, if it's a child, the child needs love more than anything else. And coming into a home and both of you guys are loving and love each other never makes a child suffer. But everyone has a past, and you can't judge them on that all the time. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And, you guys, we're going to do one last thing. we got a quick little segment before we jump into sports. And that segment is beauty and fashion. And I have some tips for you guys. I have one. My husband has one. I have one. He has. So we're going to take, take turns here. Mine is a great moisturizing shampoo. Everybody needs a great moisturizing shampoo. Because the winter's coming, the weather is harsh, and if you don't shampoo your hair and put moisturizer in it, it will get dry and brittle, and it can damage it and break off. No question, baby. Uh, I don't have that problem as uh, I've shaved myself. So, uh, But I would say... A college hoodie for everyone. As it gets cold, you might need a hood on. If you got your favorite college, if you attended one, if you didn't, doesn't matter. USC, University of Washington, Spelman, Howard, Pepperdine <laughs> Waves out there in, in Malibu, California. Anybody and everybody, college hoodie, sweatshirt, get one. Most definitely. <laughs> And I'm going to reiterate something that my husband shared with you guys like a week or two ago. We can't remember when, but I have to say it, is umbrellas. No. I mean, an umbrella is really, really, really important, especially if you live in a wet climate like we do in Seattle. And, I mean, you can get them from Target, Nordstrom's, pretty much wherever. Um, I got a couple people telling me, you know, I don't like hearing umbrellas because they're corny. No, you could get some really cool ones. You can go and get like a leopard colored one or get something that's off colored. It doesn't have to match what you're wearing. It's still considered high fashion and it'll keep you dry because nothing's worse than going in a meeting and you're soaking wet and you're sitting there shaking wet hair everywhere <laughs> on the people that you're trying to talk to. So get yourself a great umbrella. Well, speaking of rain, I'm going to keep it there and I'm going to go with the rain boot galosh if you want to say it. Slip it over your shoes. Then you can pop them off once you get home or you get to the office. And don't mess those nice shoes up that you went and spent some of your money on. Get something to cover them up as the weather is going to get a little harsh right now. So get yourself a rain boot. Okay, but honey, can you, when, let me ask you this question. When I had rain boots, I always wear them with just socks. Are you saying that you can put a rain boot over shoes? Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe what? it's called a galosh. Okay. And when, when we talk to the whistle, I think we might need to ask the whistle about the galosh. When you call in, you definitely going to have to ask her about that. Galoshes. Uh-oh, I think it's that time. No question, as always, about this time in the world of sports, we want to know what's going on. So we reach out and we touch the Wizzle. Wizzle, are you out there in blog talk land? Yes, a galosh would be a shoe that is water resistant. And they also uh, don't retain water. So, hey, another option that you could use to... The frostbite, you know what I'm talking about. 
Wibble, wibble, what is happening? I, I see that number five Texas upsets number one Oklahoma in college football. Okay. What does that do? That's big-time game. It just really, really uh, puts a lot of scrutiny on the NCAA and their their uh, their brackets that they have. Uh, the computers are going to be hard at work trying to generate a, a new number one team that's actually a, a validated team. So uh, it, it's more it's more justification for a playoff uh, sequence, obviously, because I'm sure a, a lot of people think that USC is still a pretty good team. And uh, hey, you do take a loss here and there, but uh, you know, hey. It, uh, you, what are you going to say? Now, now tell me this. Well, you brought that up, and I just got to touch on it for a second. When you talk about a playoff system, say we got top ten teams. Well, maybe we got to keep it on an e- even number. Maybe we give them 12 instead of 10 to get those last couple in there, you, your Boise States and all those that can really play some football. And you, you say you, you play week by week, maybe three weeks in a row, and you can get a number one that way, or, or are you more liking the BCS? Um, no, I'm I'm more in favor of a new system. Uh, something that you just alluded to would be uh, obviously uh, a brilliant tactic, I believe. Uh, you know, why not put the top 25 teams, as there are 25 teams, and just start the the start the year off and, and maybe stretch the season out. Let's stretch the season out, maybe uh, uh, six games or so. I think it'd be worth it, and also uh, for the people who are. Uh, 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 college brand and, and, and sponsors, it, it's also another great medium to get your product out because you're putting a lot of, of emphasis on these teams winning. And you talk about a dark horse or the Cinderella teams, you could really have some uh, some big stories coming out, say perhaps if a 25-team ranked team would face number one and get the upset. So I think there's a lot of things that could be said and, and a lot of obviously a lot of money that could be generated that way. Well, you, you know, NCA, if you're out there listening, uh, the whistle has said it right here. We'll we'll give you this for uh, four million. It's yours. Okay, going to the NFL, whistle. You're 48 and 35 going into week number six. And what do you got? We got Green Bay at Seattle. Well, first of all, let me tell you, this has been some rough calls. Uh, there's been a lot of overtime games, uh, some really, really close matchups, and uh, it's been a tough week to call. But let me tell you, I'm trying to get my mojo back, and we're going to start here in Seattle as Green Bay comes in for the Holmgren Farewell Tour. And we're going to go with, we're going to go with Seattle in this one. Mr. Hasselback will be out this week, as is Mr. Aaron Rodgers is questionable for the, uh, the pack. But I'm going to go with Fry to lead the Seahawks says we have a very, very, uh, very good uh, number three quarterback, and we're going to be using Seneca in, in opposition. So I'm going to go with Seattle on this one for the upset. No question. Now let's go Baltimore, Indiana. Who do you got in that one? You know, Indiana came off a, a tough week. Um, you know, obviously Baltimore came off a tough loss too. Um, it doesn't look too good right now for Indiana. They're down injury-wise, and not to mention they haven't uh, got a win in their new arena yet. So uh, I think the trend will continue this week as Baltimore goes in and gets an upset. There you go. Oakland at New Orleans. That's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, I think that Oakland has, as a team, tried to rally behind uh, the, the firing of their coach. But I think the New Orleans uh, found another way, to, uh, another way to use Reggie Bush last Monday and uh, the Monday night game. So I'm going to go with New Orleans at home in this one. Okay. Cincinnati at J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. We'll look for Brett to put up five touchdown passes in this game as Cincinnati has no Carson Palmer, and I think it's going to be a long day for Cincy. We're going Jets all day. Now I got, I got one here that I know was a you went back and forth on, but let me know Carolina at Tampa Bay. That's going to be a tough, hard-hitting affair. Uh, instinct tells me that yeah, Tampa Bay they they they're playing they're uh, playing some expired football right now. Um, but I'm going to go with Carolina. I'm really uh, liking what their coach is doing with their talent, and obviously they have stars in Steve Smith and uh, an experienced quarterback at the helm in uh, Jake Delhomme. So uh, I'm going with Carolina in this one to get an upset. All right, Detroit at Minnesota, black and blue division. Wow, Webb, I don't know what to tell you, baby. <laughs> Minnesota, you guys are wow. It must be tough. I know. 
economy's bad, but that doesn't mean your football should be bad. Minnesota all day. Oh, righty. Chicago at Atlanta. That's going to be another tough-hitting uh, matchup. Uh, there weren't too many games I had this week where the teams would come in and, and, and get a win on the road, but I think the Chicago has really found their stride. Uh, I think they played better collectively as a defensive unit and as a team uh, than Atlanta. It's not to knock Atlanta right now. And also they're going to be down uh, Roddy White, if you're not familiar with him. He is the uh, third-leading uh, receiver in the league right now, and uh, that's going to really hurt him as well. So I'm going Chicago on this one. Miami at Houston. Woo, that's going to be a good game. I think uh, Chad's going to run into the spike strips this week. Uh, Miami has been playing really tough football, but Houston's been playing tough too. They've been uh, suffered a, last week on a, a really tough loss. The week before, they had an overtime loss. So I'm looking for them uh, to find their stride this week and get a great win against a really, really tough team right now. St. Louis at Washington. Got to go with. Jim Zorn. And Mr. Taylor is back on the defensive end over there, so uh, we're going with Zorn, what he's been doing with Jason Campbell right now in terms of a uh, quarterback uh, uh, putting in a new system and everything that you have to do uh, in terms of a, and also with a quarterback who has been juggling systems for the past few years. He uh, has no turnovers, and they're playing pretty darn good football out there in Washington, so I'm going with the skins in this one. Okay, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars trying to run down those Denver Broncos. What do you got now? Denver's really tough. I know they, their defense is last in the league, but if you put up good numbers, offense is your best defense. I'm going with Jake Cutler in this one to come up big and uh, to get a win that they desperately need at home. There you go. Philadelphia at San Francisco. I know McNabb had made comments about he was definitely upset the way the team played, uh, especially the past few weeks. They've past few weeks they've lost games where their record would obviously uh, show a, a, a different number. But this week won't be the week it turns around. I believe that Mike Marks will pull something out. And Frisco at home is really tough. And not to mention uh, uh, McNabb doesn't have one of his best weapons on hand as Brian Westbrook has broken ribs. So we are going to go with Frisco at home. Ooh, Dallas at Arizona. You know, that's another tough one. I went back and forth. Uh, I realized that Anquan Bolden is, is hurt. He's uh, questionable, obviously, for this week, but I don't think he's going to be playing. Uh, Kurt Warner's been playing inspired football, and the team has rallied around. Uh, the type of football that they're playing in. It, it, it is a new emergence of a, a great team and, and a, a very competitive uh, a franchise that they have down there. So, hey, I am going with those Arizona Cardinals. Now, I know it's not conventional for a lot of you Dallas fans, but you've got a lot of internal problems, and you, hey, let's, you don't know what team is going to show up. So I, I, I look for uh, from, uh, Phoenix to post some big numbers throwing the ball through the air. Well, let me interrupt you guys. We got a lot of people in the chat room, and they're saying, "Nope, the Cowboys all the way." What's up with that? Arizona, they say Arizona. See, if you try to get challenged, honey, they ask you what's up. Oh, the Wizzle, well, you know, the Wizzle is rubbing the crystal ball. Let the Wizzle rub the crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, you. When I'm on the, when I'm the ball, I'm rubbing. Right oh, hey, the Cardinals is a solid team. We know the Cowboys are very solid. But I think that they have internal problems. I think that they have a player on their team that no one will approach. And I think that that will be the, the bite and the bet that's going to get them. I think they're in, in structurally uh, uh, not strong. I think they have very, very, very good talent. But if you're not strong as a team and if you don't have players that will walk up to somebody and hold them accountable, you know what I mean, and, and that type of thing, I think it starts problems and, and, and interrupts the pecking order. So, uh, so are you saying think, nobody wants to, to walk up to Tony Romo? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that uh, <laughs> obviously people make comments, and uh, like uh, you don't know whose team, whose team is it. I mean, you know uh, what I mean? I, that's, I that's agree with yeah, you. Yeah, come on, we'll whoever's on the phone, go ahead, jump in. What you think? We we got New England at San Diego, Whistle. You know, this is going to be a tough game, too, New England. Uh, got their little mojo 
last week. But uh, San Diego is at home. They're playing tough, and I think that they're going to come out and, and really try to uh, put a, a good contest together and a good win and trying to get some uh, some momentum established for themselves. Uh, you know, hey, New England is a very good team, and I think that they're going to – Randy Moss will probably have a couple big plays, but all in all, I think that they'll uh, uh, sort of come to the Chargers and what they're going to be doing. So we're going to Chargers in that one. Now, Wizzle, Monday night, now the, i got two questions here for you. One question answers the next one. Obviously, we got the New York Giants, and, and they are at the Cleveland Browns. And my question to you is, obviously, who's going to win the game? But can New York run the table and do what New England was not able to do last year as the Super Bowl champion? So can, can, give us some insight. We need help. First and foremost, uh, I'm going to go with Giants in this one. I realize they're in Cleveland. It's going to be a tough, tough game because uh, Cleveland definitely gets for the competition. They're missing Ellen Winslow Jr., and I think that's going to affect uh, what they have going on the offensive side of the things. Um, your question. Uh, you know what? Obviously, the Giants have as much action anybody else in the league. And I, and I say that because the New England overwhelmed teams with just their had to figure out how to beat New England. The Giants figure out ways to beat. They, they win a variety of ways. Uh, as far as a, having a, a good rushing game with rushing by committee in terms of with the big back and then you, gotta, you come in with a short shifty back. Uh, they have really talented, probably the most talented core wide receiver in the league. What they were able to do last week against the Hawks without a practical. So, um, hey, they got action. They play the right way, and first and foremost, they're physical and play defense. So, hey, if you got a quarterback who's at the helm, a little confidence, a swagger, and his mojo going, anything is possible. We got a go. question for you guys. They want to know what about the Eagles. Well, the the Eagles, Wizzle, I'm going to let you answer this question. Obviously, the Wizzle picked San Francisco. Philadelphia is at San Francisco this week, who is a a tough, tough team at home. But, Wizzle, what's happening with uh, Philly? You know, I just think that right now Philly is is a lot of the things they've been doing have been stretched. I don't know if it's an inefficiency to, you know, really, really put a core group of talent around McNabb and, because he's pretty much Westbrook has pretty much been his mainstay uh, uh, piece uh, for that team. So you know I don't know if it's necessarily that, but they do play the right way. They're physical. They got a good defense. But with that, uh, you know their defense is aging back there a little bit, and you know it obviously assessing talent and the, the new group of guys that you're able to bring in. Um, I just think a lot of uh, all those things are showing right now. They are still a very, very underrated team in terms of what their record is and the type of football that they can come out and play any given week. And uh, I, I do believe that McNabb is an inspired player. He is a very, very special quarterback. And I don't think he gets enough credit being in Philly, being in a situation where you don't put a lot of talent around him and you kind of force him to do what he can, all he can do with what he has. So, uh, you know, I, I just think it's one of those things where he's, Almost set up. He's set up to fail. So, but he's a special guy, and you guys got a good team. Don't be mad at me. I, hey, I like Carmichael and with everything he had going on back there, man. So, but hey, not this week. Not in Frisco. Not in the Bay, baby. They get hyphy. Uh-oh. <laughs> and somebody on here from Soul Society Inc. said Westbrook is out. He has broken ribs. Someone else said, I think the Eagles is all right. They said they have no cohesiveness, though. So y'all want to respond to that? Well, I, I just want to say that listening to the whistle, I think that he means that they are a Terrell Owens away from the Super Bowl. Uh-oh. Yes. No, okay. That's a big, that's a big step away. <laughs> Wizzle, we would be remiss not to talk a little baseball as we're down to the final four. The Dodgers uh, will be playing. I believe they've already started up tonight, but they are down 0-2 to the Phillies. And uh, do you see the Dodgers making a rally at all? I, I, I just take the pulse down there in L.A. I'm sure it's a huge night. It's a great baseball night down in L.A. Uh, it's probably somewhere in the mid-60s or so. So, uh, hey, hoodies fashion, little Ed Hardy jackets, all that stuff. They're rooting for Manny. They're going to get this win tonight. And then it's, then I think it, uh, the momentum. 
see what happens. They have to get this win tonight and see what they're made of first. Okay. What about Boston-Tampa Bay? Now, Boston went on the road and got the first game in Tampa Bay where Tampa in uh, what they call – Orange Juice Stadium, uh, Tropicana Stadium, is uh, very, very tough. But Boston goes in there and shows that they are the world champions, and they are up 1-0 in this series. Do you see them closing them out and uh, and sweeping them, or does Tampa Bay make a a series out of this? Well, I I definitely think this is more of a a story series, uh, more so than L.A. and the Phillies. Uh, only because there's a lot of bad blood in between these teams. Uh, I do expect the Rays to come out uh, and, and, and to put out a valiant effort and, and to try to stretch this as far as they can go. Uh, I do re- uh, realize, and I'm sure that they realize, that they're in ch- uncharted waters right now in terms of experience and who they're up against right now. But uh, they've been beating up on Boston all year pretty good, and this is uh, when experience really takes over and your focus and um, you know the type of things that you know you're supposed to do as a professional. So I look for Boston ultimately to to come up out of this, but I do expect the Rays to put up a fight and uh, for Boston to come away with a black eye from it. Uh oh, watch out, Boston! But uh, sounds like the Wizzle likes those Red Sox. So Wizzle, as always, until next week, same time, same place. Thank you very much, Wizzle. <laughs> the rib tips out. <laughs> Hey, everybody, we just want to tell you guys the winner of last week's contest because we got a bunch of emails asking who won. Her name is, hold on, let me find it, you guys, let me find it, Alyssa Stewart. Alyssa Stewart won last week, so she will be winning a, where are we giving her? Come on. iPod <laughs> Nano. A iPod Pink iPod Nano would be for Alyssa. If it was a guy, it would have been a black PSC, and it's brand new, of course, so I don't think we're going, like, in our closet and digging out some used items and stuff and sending it out. Bitch, she, she got all the questions right in our contest that we had last week on our show, and we will be having another one next week, so please stay tuned. We'll have one every other week so that following week we can announce who the winner is, and we want to thank you guys. Every phone line is taken up. We enjoy it. We know that some of you guys have just kind of been listening, not really wanting to jump in. We thank you for being here with us. And then all of the chat room is full. So it's, it's really cool. I'm trying to type. We're trying to type and keep up with you, but we're talking and we can't <laughs> that was. But it's so much fun, you guys. And we will see you again next week, same time, same place. It's going to be exciting and off the hook. Be safe. Have a good weekend and a good week. Peace. Respect.
say about me? Young dizzle from the A with a lovely lady. Standing five foot nine and I'm nice. Long brown hair, I ain't got a rock eye. I'm so glad that the ladies love me. They want to give me hoods like a talent stuffy. Never chubby, but my pocket's fat. Try to run the world, can you imagine that? Jumping in, but I'm never number two. Hit your boy Young Cam from the small chain crew. Shout out to them cool, but ain't nothing about you. So what does that mean? You number two. Now watch me, pussy, as I do my dance. Me and my brother standing in that B-boy stand. And I move so cool, got the end of Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, y